Welcome to Hearts Speak Podcast, conversations and recorded experiences on reclaiming our roots, connecting to our visions, and trusting our heart path. I'm your host, Megan, and I am here to share stories of healing, creativity, revival, and resilience for a time here on Earth right now, a time in which I feel we are in the midst of a profound cultural transformation. The hearth, as a source of warmth, is traditionally the central community gathering space where storytelling takes place. Our stories are sacred, and the stories we tell ourselves and others have the potential to shape and inform how we show up for this larger story. Thank you for being here and taking the time to listen. Well, I'm here with my dear friend, Catherine, and I have her in my phone, actually, as Catherine Garden Goddess, and I've had that... (laughs) I've had it like that for since we met, and it just, you know, when we call each other and I see that pop up, I just always remember that initial connection that we had. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how we met and um, just how, like, that experience is really, like, carried through down our separate paths and, like, what we're doing now, and um, if you wanted to just start and share with everyone about you know, like, how we met and how you got there, (laughs) like, (laughs) how you were called to that space. Totally. Um, how was I called to that space? It's funny how memory travels in different ways. So I, um, I remember I applied for that job before I left on a trip to Colombia, um, uh, in South America, and I know I had just finished it up, uh, finished up uh, my herbalism apprenticeship at Herb Farm in Williams, Oregon, and then I had worked that summer at uh, a fellow herb farm teacher's farm, an organic farm, and then was uh, in that transition of, I think I'd really love to keep farming, um, trying to figure out where it would be nice, uh, and had been to Doe Bay before on Orcas Island, and I just had always thought it was a beautiful place, and um, honestly, I can't remember other than that, like, why Doe Bay, because I didn't apply anywhere else. It wasn't like I applied to a bunch of different farms and was waiting to hear back, but, um, that just felt right, and I applied, and then I went to go travel on, um, January 1st, I want to say it was 2015, it was 2015, mm-hmm. and I almost forgot that I applied for the job, and then I checked my email serendipitously while I was in Columbia, which, like, Normally, I would never do. <laughs> Couldn't do so in the moment. But um, I got an email about having an interview, and I remember having the interview and thinking, um, this is going to be tricky. Like, how do I figure out the phone? <laughs> mm. Well, there wasn't much of a package. We just call in international numbers and um, then ended up getting a job. And I got back. I was in Colombia for one month and then Peru for one month and then literally got back to the United States and, like, I think two days after I got back, I needed to be up in Dobe to start work, Mm -hmm. Um, which was, I don't even know if you'd call it a transition. It was just so rapid fire, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which was very interesting. And um, I think from going from traveling just to introducing yourself and being really informal, I was still in that flow when I got back and I got to Dobe and was like, hey, I'm Catherine. Someone told me where I'm staying, which is so different than when you're like, hi, I'm your new you know, employee, I'm, I just realized I wasn't even thinking about that way of presenting myself, so that was, that's kind of how it all started, <laughs> which kept going that direction um, of, like, informal authenticity the whole time, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of how that got started, and then I was working in just, it was a really beautiful place to go um, in some ways from being, traveling in a whole other kind of realm of understanding with plants and um, connecting to different people and their plant practices to this little tiny island mm-hmm. <laughs> off the coast of Washington. So it was um, a little bit more of like a safe kind of place to almost debrief my experience. But I remember being very, um, also the shell shock of this tiny little store that had quinoa and coffee and coming from the land of quinoa and coffee and just feeling really um, kind of upset and conflicted and like, what does this mean? What's my appropriate like response to you know those plants in particular mm-hmm. and supporting the people that grow them and um, so that was quite fascinating. But um, I was just like working and doing my thing and trying to kind of stay internal while I was 
transitioning back um, to North America. And I remember the gentleman who was the, um, and the woman who were, they were transitioning from being the assistant garden manager of uh, the, this woman who, I forget her name, but she was great, to this gentleman. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I think there are a couple are coming to, um, to do, like, wolfing on the farm, but I can't quite tell. They're coming together from Minnesota, and um, we'll be here soon, and, you know, you're going to work with them and kind of train them a bit, and um, that's, like, you know, part of your roles. So we're spending time with them. It's like, okay, cool. And then, honestly, I think I was just like, all right, like, I'm going to keep, plant, like, hanging out with the plants, and I didn't fully forget, but it was just, like, being in the moment, and um, remember the first time I met Cody and Megan, I was just continually, like, thinking, I'm like, how are they so nice? Is this really, like, totally true? Like, this, it's just so, um, I think it's interesting when you're also kind, but that's not usually, like, how you, you know, like, like meeting really kind fellow people doesn't always happen, and so I was grateful, but I was also kind of like, huh, like, they're really, really nice. <laughs> they're still really, really nice. <laughs> it's been multiple days. <laughs> like, um. Yeah, so I remember being really, like, amazed and kind of, like, curious about that. And I hadn't really been talking to too many people at Adobe. I was kind of keeping to myself a little bit with, you know, that a transition and whatnot. Um, but I was so grateful to get to work with Cody and Megan because we'd have these beautiful conversations and just, like, the kind of conversations that make you think about them for days and weeks afterwards, but also that are... So, like, they keep opening more and more kind of layers of thinking and, like, experience and process and, you know, just sifting compost and talking about our experience with our families and yoga and how that's shifted, but also more of exploration to, yeah, to have more understanding about how that can be helpful for others and just, like, conversations that would just keep leading in different directions that were all very interconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was sweet because I got to have some good alone time with Megan in different ways and good alone time with Cody in different ways, which was really nice. And especially as the summer went on, seeing more and more people in different, like, energies and relationships to place that were happening, it was really beautiful to get to work with Cody and Megan, who were so open and also grounded in that place and what their intentions were. Um, It was a real big gift. Yeah, I mean, I'm just remembering, too, the, the, the simplicity of just moving compost all day long but how profound that was for me having I mean like I had worked in gardens before but it also just the way that you know drawing to that space like it's interesting how you were coming from traveling and like being more freeform and like everything was new and all the experiences were kind of you know more rapid or I was coming from this really stagnant space of just needing to get out and just not feeling aligned in my body and in my heart and just like kind of doing the same thing every day and like living in the same space and like coming together and having like these you know these overlapping ideas but like also broadening perspectives and just like really deepening in relationship through like moving compost and like broad forking like an entire garden bed and and like having that take like several hours to do right like I hadn't had no idea like how much work actually it was to do garden by hand like that intensively um and and for me too just coming into this awareness of like oh I'm tasting lemon balm for the first time like an actual fresh plant of lemon balm like I had had it in tea you know but it it there's just something about being with people that loved the plants and people that we're already connecting to the plants in different ways that was so powerful for me and like I'm wondering too like when like when did your plant connection start like were you always connected as a kid or did it kind of like happen later did you have like a like a period of like disconnection and then like a reconnection or yeah what does that look like what is that like um and I realized when I was saying that you were so kind before another piece of that was like the inherent authenticity that came through and I didn't articulate the mm. I just want to go back to that and how special that is um it's rare sometimes <laughs> it is and it's funny when it's like oh like you know you it's normal for, for like how you present yourself but then also when you're traveling like you're not like it's just that whole like different 
face and language barrier, but then other like gringos like you meet, like very just different ways of approaching life. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my god, you're like <laughs> completely 100% real. Whoa! <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so plants, I think definitely like very connected up until I was, I want to say like third grade second third grade and then something shifted and I think part of that was the like awareness of other people and like wanting to have like more connections to, to friends and just kind of that whole like what's that like around age seven eight mm. right um kind of just transition into yeah being aware of yourself in a way that's not always helpful <laughs> um and then came back it was funny actually all of a sudden right after I graduated from college and I always like enjoyed plants we had a garden in college, I didn't grow up with one at home, but I was always like, oh, this is fun, I'll have my hands in the dirt, you know, it's great, um, but there was one morning I just woke up after I graduated, and I was like, I need to go to the apothecary down the street, and I need to volunteer, mm-hmm. it was just very interesting, it wasn't like a thought of like, oh, like, I didn't even know what an apothecary meant, you know, like, it was just funny when sometimes those things happen, and like, where did that come from, <laughs> very specific hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> do that and there's a woman who loves plants like she pretty much is a plant but she's also a person um and I learned from her and she's an herbalist and got reconnected that way and um just kind of bringing back prior like heart connection with plant knowledge and then mixing it more with um like uses and understanding about harvesting and growth patterns and then um I kept volunteering with her and then got to a point where I also needed to leave my stagnant time in the city and had a um had applied for herb farm and I applied for a job at a farm farm and I didn't get the farm farm but I got herb farm mm-hmm. and then that launched even deeper into connection with plants and especially like before it'd be like oh I could, might be in a space where there's like three or four of one type of plant um you know that's growing like, naturally in this area cool that's beautiful to holy cow there's like a whole acre of chamomile and what is it? And just like that, like like real intense being surrounded by a whole like host of one kind of plant people, and just all the feelings and the knowings and um, that come from that, and being able to share that with others really like strengthened my confidence in my own like connection to plants and articulating it, but also um, a lot more of the systems knowledge that's helpful in terms of different um, herbal medicine practices and physiology and whatnot um and then it's like seeing friends everywhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is so lovely and it's and I now at this point I more bring it through when I'm in my work with kids through like environmental education and I feel like I go I teeter-totter back and forth of like wanting to teach kids about what they already know and bring out that heart connection to plants but also being a little nervous with maybe getting in trouble for that Mm. even though I don't think I technically could but I've definitely been told through my work that if I do herbal medicine teaching, it not only needs to be backed by research, but University of Maine research. And so I've just avoided it entirely. I've been like, I'll just teach by myself and not be affiliated. So there's this interesting, like, not the witch entirely, but like, oh, I want to talk about that, but like, I get in trouble? Like, will that be seen as bad? You know, it's just a fascinating, like, it still can be demonize in a way and it's less of like herbs are silly but more of like oh it's not research based because like the god of science rules all when you work at university (laughs) seems like um so that's just an interesting place to be in now yeah let's talk about that more too so do you feel like you're able to kind of um walk that line eloquently or is it still like you just don't I mean, do you still have these conversations with the kids around plants and, like, kind of slip in little things here and there? Or is it more like you just can't even? Um, that's a great question. I think it does come out every now and then, but part of it, too, is that um, in some of my programs, there's so many kiddos, and I'm needing to do more, like, classroom management type things that for me to feel calm enough and centered enough to bring that up doesn't always happen <laughs> children running around in the gym and they won't pause to take a moment to listen (laughs) but when we're outside if I it's I feel like it comes through less in like a big group setting but more if I'm like walking with one kiddo you know what I mean or like 
things that, that pop up. And they already know. Like, mm-hmm. it's very clear to them. They already know. It's just um, reinforcing it. But there's this really great game called Tree Tag, and it's essentially um, you have a partner and someone's blindfolded, and then the other one leads the partner to a tree. And they're feeling, they're smelling, they're getting in touch with that tree, and then the partner leads them back away. Blindfold comes off, and kid has to find what tree they were at. Mm. Like that is a nice simple way to just bring in that connection without talking too much about it too but yeah I know I'm, I'm definitely still figuring it out um like how I want to approach it and more with that classroom management piece to like okay how do I bring this in while still making it accessible for everyone and not completely letting you know Andrew run around in circles and be crazy while I'm like I don't want to sacrifice <laughs> like I want to have this really beautiful moment with you all and you know half of you don't care right now you know so there's that mm. I don't know how teachers do it yeah yeah well what you're saying too about how kids already know I feel like that is so amazing to tap into as an educator and a facilitator of learning with children because you already have that you're not working with adults who maybe are just I don't know unwilling maybe to try something or like more reluctant to kind of let themselves like play and be free and like touch trees and like be with the like just smell the plants and like it's very it takes a lot more I think to get people into that space to drop them in whereas like with a kid they're gonna just kind of try it and be silly and you know more interested in just letting that other judgment piece not be there and so I think even just being able to be around kids and just kind of show them what plants are there and like have them experience they're gonna already have that awareness of that this is a living being that is present with me and like it smells good and it's you know there's just like so much that happens already so it's a very yeah it's a very interesting thing of of maybe it is like this quietly guiding <laughs> like presence right, um, right on the side yeah and I yeah. know like um it, it doesn't get nearly as cold here as it does where you live but like now that spring is more in sight and the plants are gonna keep you know like like not the plants that have already been there been there but like new life coming through that that wonder and um and we did some seeding this past week but when we actually get to like transplant and when the plants get bigger this like all the tactile things will excited for that to come through and like you know you know grow beautifully tell all the plants you know as we're preparing their space you know like being able to talk about that more it's not we're just gonna shovel in some compost and some loam and call it good like why are we doing this again mm-hmm. it's the help it's interesting because it's definitely more at this point like the action of and i have a harder time remembering to talk about why mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Like, we'll make, like, little, like, mason bee houses and things, and we talk about pollinators, and it's, you know, helpful to make sure they have a home. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's interesting, like, how many different things you could talk about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I just think it's really beautiful work, and, um, I mean, do you feel like working with kids is definitely something that you can see yourself doing for a long time, or do you feel... Like, it's just right now, this is what I'm doing, and I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to know in the future, but. Yeah, I feel like I go back and forth because I do love working with kids, but I'm also, I've been able to work with adults more lately with teaching yoga, and at first I was thought, like, oh, God, I'd never want to do that. That's terrifying. Um, and I'm learning I really like it, and so there's um, this interesting back and forth and part of me like I know we both share having worked with preschoolers like part of me still is like oh god I'd love to be with preschoolers more but I find like it's more the age range that shifts mm-hmm. with kids like I'm starting to do a, a program with middle schoolers and I'm just scared of them and <laughs> like okay what does that mean does that mean I need to you know work through it or does that mean that uh, yeah that maybe it's just not the right age but, but I do love working I do love working with kids. And a lot of it is just affirming, like, most of what I end up doing is just affirming them. Mm-hmm. It's like you could call it social-emotional development for sure, but um, just honoring what they already know and bring. And it's interesting how simple, but a, what a big 
ideal that is and you forget until you do it or like for example there's this kiddo who um i've been working with who's an actress kiddo for sure and he was describing to me like the layout of his home or his grandparents home and like where their barn is and where the chicken coop is and whatnot and he went on for like 20 minutes and he was like Shh, like like oh and on this side we have this and then here's where like and you know, obviously is incredibly smart <laughs> and can lay out this really beautiful description. And afterwards I was like, do you realize how like amazing that was? Like you just taught me like five different things without even really trying to, like, you know, just like that, like quick transmission. And it was funny. He had this really interesting look on his face. It was like a half smile, but a half like sneer of like, you're yeah, right. I couldn't teach anyone, but also like maybe I could, like it was that. Mm. Um, which was fascinating, and um, one of the folks who worked with him a lot more than I do afterwards was like, yeah, at school, you know, one of those students that gets shoved off to the side mm. and told that he doesn't really, he's not performing well, he's, you know, a, oh, I hope no one uses, like, the failure word, but it just felt like that kind of, like, he's one of those kids that, mm. right, and then here, you have that moment of just listening not doing anything like we were making wild seed bombs outside but he was mostly just explaining to me a lot of his grandparents home um and outside of it and it was just this beautiful like yeah it's funny how affirmation mm-hmm. is such a big deal yeah and that's a beautiful thing too i think with the within the plants or just the connection that people already have outside especially in this day and age to just affirm that and reinforce it mm. in any yeah, we are connected. <laughs> Inherently, there's not really a big um, something keeping us from one another. It's more of our mind. Mm. Yeah, and I bet too, like with your work with yoga and adults as well, and you've—I know you've also taught like kids yoga, and but just the movement piece too of like getting people to move their bodies and like tune into where they're at and like get into those spaces it's the same kind of thing right it's so fascinating and I feel like I always approach my teaching even when I'm with adults um like I kind of how I would with kids because it just helps me too to like have that like playfulness but also the time to explore and like check in like you're saying too to like all right take a moment and just like close your eyes if you want but just really notice how this is feeling and it's interesting because at first there usually feels to be like a subtle resistance of like that's stupid or like whatever adult judgment comes to play and then over time it's so cool to like you know I'm only teaching once a week for like an hour and 15 minutes it's not very much but then you know the next week so I'm like you know I noticed like my posture has improved so much like I'm actually like thinking about standing up straight and what you said about like pulling you know the line, the, yeah, rope coming out of the top of your head, um, or just whatever, and it's just so interesting, like, what sticks with people, mm-hmm. and just that, like, um, like, being okayed, essentially, and, like, encouraged to check in inside, and then, the, like, when they feel comfortable, those big ahas of, like, wow, I could feel my whole foot on the ground now, whereas before it was, like, a claw, yeah, that's <laughs> cool, <laughs> Yeah, it again, it com- I just keep coming back to, like, the simplicity of just, like, you're just, I mean, you're there, and you have these skills, and you have this awareness and understanding, and you, I think you've really developed that gift within yourself, like, you've really nurtured that ability to be able to have conversations with people and make them kind of see their own beauty and their own gifts in the world, and that takes, you know, that takes a lot of cultivation within ourselves, right, to be able to be a person that's, like, I'm holding space and I'm listening and I'm observing and I'm reading the landscape and I like know that if I talk about you know you standing up straight like you're gonna probably resonate with that because it's like something that isn't we just don't think that way we just don't think about breathing that often either like like the breath and I think just like what I've learned from you specifically I mean there's so many things but I just I just think about the presence of you know, being with my body or the presence of like being with a plant or just doing an activity without overthinking it. Or I think like, I find like I'm in my head a lot. Right. So when I'm just able to like be with someone and engaging in something, I kind of can process things differently. Um, 
instead of just maybe sitting across from them and having a conversation it's like the action of doing something along with the conversation brings out like new awareness um which it feels like a lot of your work involves conversations and movement and <laughs> it's funny it always yeah. it, it does and i've been noticing that too. i'm like wow there's this like the cycle of um it's so much like relationship based mm. which i just definitely like realized that in the past few weeks I'm like huh that's fascinating um it's funny how you do things for a long time and you don't always <laughs> no <laughs> but the patterns are with why yeah yeah of course I mean yeah patterns are huge with me too like I'm I'm paying so much more attention to my patterns and like why I'm doing the things I'm doing and why I'm I mean do you feel like you have like at any point in your life like do you see kind of the way that your life has unfolded for you in this in this certain way based on like things that have happened in the past are you like repeating patterns over and over again I mean is there any correlation between that and like just, I don't know, just the traveling that you've done or just the new spaces or just, you know, the people you've met that have shaped you? Like, do you have anything you want to speak to around, um, yeah, maybe your, like, mentors or your um, facilitators in your journey that, like, you feel, like, had a really big impact in what you're doing today? So, um, oh, that's a really good one, Megan. That's really wonderful. So, um, one thing that comes up fairly quickly is my yoga teachers, um, who are, like, both astounding. You know, at this point, they're, like, almost 70. Mm. <laughs> you know, they've been practicing for, like, 50 years, been, you know, had yoga studio for about 50 years, um. And just their awareness and understanding of the body was such a gift because I grew up being really physical and, like, dance and gymnastics and then went to college for a dance and was, like, professionally dancing and always knew that I had something going on with my low back and my hips, but, like, no one would ever talk about it. And I was one of those things where I didn't feel like I could articulate what my thoughts were or my sense was around it because I didn't have the words, but I also didn't have anyone who was, you know, felt, like, comfortable to talk to and or notice that and said anything. And all of a sudden, when I started going to my yoga teachers, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, over-rotating your left hip, which means that you're probably kind of, you know, the right side of your pelvis is actually probably a little bit tilted up. It was, like, just, like, an x-ray machine, plus also the chiropractic kind of knowledge of your anatomy and what's off and how that's affecting other parts of your body. And it was, like, a whole other world opened up as a way of thinking and knowing and well, I've been connected to my body for a while, but I haven't been able to articulate it. And now I have this whole new sense of awareness and, um, and these beautiful sets of eyes that can tell me what I'm doing when and also help me shift it to be back in alignment. And um, they also, the simplicity with which they teach, they're very direct and clear, and there's not the room for kind of confusion or self-doubt. They've been teaching for so long. It's just so, you know, integrated with them that it's a really beautiful thing. Um and it's funny because I remember doing my teacher training and, you know, everyone's reasons for doing it. We're like, oh, I want to just have a deeper practice in understanding myself. Like, no one wanted to become a teacher, right? At the beginning, everyone was like, that's not my intention. You know, I just want to understand more. And it's funny because Bob, my teacher, after we all had said that, he was like, just so you know, everyone that's graduated from this program for the past, you know, 20 some odd years has ended up becoming a yoga teacher. So, like, yeah, that's what your reasoning is now. But <laughs> that might shift for you, you know, as time goes on. Um, and so that was a really just beautiful thing. And just the way that they approach teaching and um, connecting with people. It's just like they'd start, you know, we'd go to the bar to do like a leg series of um, like having one leg up and balance and stretches. And they would just start telling jokes or like people would start talking about the baseball game. So it was this really beautiful like, oh, yoga practice can be deep and wonderful and awe-opening, and it can also be just a sweet place for a community to gather and laugh about something silly that happened, or, you know, <laughs> mm. which is very different than some yoga studios that feel 
kind of holier than thou and you can't interact because then you're interrupting the teacher. You know, it was just such a different um, way of being. So that really helped shape me quite a lot. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and there's this lovely woman named Astrid who um, also is in Seattle and she's a she's a um, like herbalist but also a western medical doctor like has worked in like the Seattle cancer care field for a long time and is also just an amazing energy healer um, and who has now become one of my friends which actually last time I talked with her she called me a friend and I just <laughs> You know, in your mood, it's like not, it's kind of like having a crush on someone. <laughs> when you're in middle school and you're like, oh, you noticed me and you called me a friend. <laughs> not that I have a crush on Astrid, but it was that feeling. I'm like, oh my God. I've been waiting for you to call me a friend or like, I didn't know if you were friends. <laughs> Are we at that level? <laughs> this is really sweet. Mm. Um, and so she just blends like almost polar opposite things in the most beautiful way. And again, the like directness and clarity with astounding and I know um I would love to be there at some point but <laughs> it's probably a very very long way off but um yeah just her way of knowing and and sharing and holding space for others it's like she's very well versed in holding space but she's also really fiery and she'll kind of cut through the layers of things really easily so you can see more clearly without like all of you know I feel like sometimes when we're feeling confused we create these other things that aren't quite there and then make it issues seem bigger or um or add more pieces that aren't actually there and when you have someone who can say actually it seems to me from what you're saying that really all of this comes down to this one piece and you can go oh mm -hmm. you mean there aren't like 50 other thousand things wrong with me okay cool that makes sense um there's people who can do that for real gifts and so she's been a huge mentor personally with my own like work I need to do but also just seeing how she it's just it's so useful and she's so joyful about it you know <laughs> it's just a real cool thing to be like oh you can be in your purpose and have fun mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be serious um which is really helpful mm -hmm. <laughs> so she was like a young professional like oh it can't be fun mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah yeah and someone who's really it seems like she's very much doing what she loves to do, which, I mean, that's the dream, right? <laughs> it's like, well, we're all here. Like, we really, to be able to do what you love and to, you know, to feel supported in that, I think, is, like, the purpose of, you know, this lifetime for me. I, I mean, maybe other people have different <laughs> plans, but I feel like that, like, when I, like, kind of pull away all the other, um, thoughts I have and just kind of, like, get down to that root, to that heart-centered space of, like, why I'm here and what I'm doing, it's really about, like, yeah, like, I just wanted to live in the way that my heart wants to live and have people, like, honor and recognize that. Like, I think I have a big, a big thing with, um, wanting to be seen and wanting to be recognized and I'm working on that I think as like a younger person of like I wonder about some of the elders I look to and you know I I'm asking more like have you always felt seen in what you're doing or is it been like this long process of like ex exploration and learning you know like I'm always so curious about different people's points of struggle and of um yeah, what's, you know, the clarity around kind of, <laughs> like, where, where we're at in life, um, and, yeah, I think it's very, yeah, it's very beautiful to have people to look to, just to, like, remind us that, um, it's, it's possible, and it's there, and it's not, like, this unattainable, very challenging thing, and, like, oh, I'll never get there, it's, like, no, just, like, keep, doing what you love to do and it's going to keep opening more doors and it's right it's there the self-trust self piece with that too of like and the way that you're doing it mm -hmm. is unique to you and that's okay and that's actually really beautiful and it's hard but like there's that i don't know that seems like a really big piece that i've been thinking about lately at least like when i reflect on like oh my teaching or how that compares to 
other people or what we should be doing in the field to, um, like what you were saying with like the simplicity and the presence piece. It's like, okay, well, if that's, if I feel like I'm actually connecting and having relationships with people and connecting them further to themselves and with one another, like that's my job. It's not like, oh, can I collect data on how kids change their relationship to science? Like, I'm supposed to, I will do that, blah, blah, blah. But, like, okay, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> the relationship shift. And, like, that's, that's okay to be coming from that perspective as a facilitator and a teacher. It doesn't mean that you're not doing it right. Or that mm-hmm. it's, you know, like, all that whole process. Or, like, oh, how you're running your business and doing this work with permaculture and having this um, other new avenues starting with you know the podcasting you know just like working around doing that in your own way and definitely asking for mentorship and seeing what other people have done but still having your like trust that the way you're doing it is the way that you know it's working and if it's not working something will show you but like not to I feel like especially like 20s and like later 20s with Saturn return stuff is that whole like well have I been doing it right (laughs) kind of thing yeah yeah Yeah, I think we're both kind of in that space of I mean it it is I mean that's kind of the people I talk to that are around around our age you know they're they're all kind of going through this interesting like it feels like swimming in this very like (laughs) strange viscous not quite watery I don't know it's just a very confusing blob right now sometimes and I cloudy yes very cloudy like the words like I want to come up with are just like it's not it's muddy it's not yeah I feel like I'm every day is so like up and down a lot and it's all like a little blurred but I I really do like want to remember that that self trust piece too. Like I think that's so crucial for everyone to kind of hold on to because um, I know for me like too I I kind of just want to be older. Like I have this weird like I just want to be fifty and I don't know <laughs> where that that's comes from. Yeah, and it's like can we just enjoy being where we're at now? But I think I guess I'm just so curious about it. What? So you just didn't want to skip to the knowing and, like, the wise elder thing? Is kind that- of, yeah. I mean, I think, like, I don't actually want that. Um, but there's these thoughts that pop in of just, I wonder, you know, if I keep doing this work I'm doing in um, 30 years, what that looks like. I'm just so curious. And I, like, it's hard to sometimes wait for it. It's hard to some, for me, like, I know it's going to move, life's going to move so fast. But it's just that, like, can I get a glimpse into the future of me like, as this 60-something or 70-something woman, like, do I have gray hair? Am I still working with the plants? You know, like, I'm just so, it's just this really, um, like, I feel like I dream about myself as this woman. Like, I have dreams of me looking at my hands, and they're, like, all kind of wrinkled, and, like, there's just something really tender about it for me, um, in this work and I think that's like what keeps me like really motivated almost too is just like you can do so much that's going to keep leading to this next phase and to this next learning and there's like people that want to look up to you that you're looking up to now and it's all kind of coming together um but I think it is interesting to be like the age I'm at doing the work I'm doing because sometimes the people that are in some of the classes I'm teaching or whatever are, you know, much older. And it it creates this, like, we're all there in community, and they're here to, like, be in community, but there's this interesting, like, I want to learn from them. (laughs) So we have this, like, dance we play all the time. Um, Like, but then, you know, a lot of elders are here to learn from young folks, too, is, like, kind of the message I'm getting, is that, like, we just have to find a way to really respect each other and like kind of learn from each other's processes right now and it can be like so refreshing for everyone if we do it right totally that's that's been um similar but different been such a beautiful and fascinating thing for me because the folks that i'm mostly teaching yoga to are 60 and up like one of the ladies is definitely in her like mid-70s and so as a you know 29 year old woman who's like yeah I'm I'm 
I have no physical limitations besides, like, you know, muscle tightness, like, besides, like, normal physical, um, or not normal, but, like, a, a very able-bodied person's physical limitations just in terms of, like, bone structure or whatever, and it's so fascinating and humbling and just how I've shifted teaching because of not only, like, the women that are there, but, yeah, those moments of asking them to notice things, but then also, like, yesterday, the woman in her mid-70s, um, Bridget, who's a peach, I, you know, was like, Bridget, I have um, an advice question I'd love to ask you, because I have a feeling you'll have, like, a really good answer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there's that, like, in that circumstance, that back and forth, and she was just totally honored and also gave me, like, a great advice on an issue I'm having, but um, it's so special to have that, but then also, it is interesting when you're in that moment, too, where you're like, okay, I am in this moment, you signed up for a class, or you signed up for a workshop, and I am here to deliver that, and this needs to also be some somewhat of a back and forth, you know what I mean, at least, I don't know, I can't teach with a full, and I feel like you probably, that's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's strange, because it, it's almost just, like, who's, who's the authority, and who wants to be the authority, and um, I don't, I don't want to be, I want to be the person that is creating the space and people show up and then we see what happens. And it's this, like, you know, sometimes it works really well and people are like on board. And then sometimes there's people that are like, I'm in this class and I'm expecting like this type of delivery. And, um, it's like almost like shifting roles all the time of like, being this strange authoritative figure of like I have the information that I'm going to give to you which never feels actually aligned with me I'm always just like the one that wants to be like what do you have to say about this or what do you know about this and I think it just really reframes like what education is um and it is a continuous process that I come up against with I think the way that people maybe you know different times have grown up with what they believe to be education and I think I've had differing experiences with different mentors and teachers that I've had that are really about opening it up and really about like really helping me become a better facilitator of learning um and I'm so aware of it that I can't just sit there and like rattle off facts the whole time. Um, but it's interesting how some people like want that. And yeah, I guess I'm curious too about your experience and like how you navigate that, um, in relationship with teaching and relationship with other beings. Do you find that that happens a lot for you? Do you feel like you have kind of this, like, is it dependent on the class? Is it, you know, what's your, what's your story around that? What's my story on that? Um, it's a really good question. I think about that all the time. <laughs> Just to say, um, I think, like, for my work with youth, what Marcel gave me, like, this idea, which was really helpful, because I haven't been doing lesson plans for a while, but he was essentially just reminding me, like, how helpful lesson plans are. And even if you throw the whole thing out, just after, like, just having created one, how helpful that can be. And especially sometimes when I teach, I teach a group of kids and I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know how old they're going to be. I don't know anything about them um, ahead of time and I just show up. And it is that see what happens, but having a framework and some key points that I want to touch on um, and have them understand is really, really helpful. Um, But then when it comes to like the teaching yoga to the older ladies, like I, it's definitely different every class with how I'm feeling that day and how they are too, but there's this interesting, like, I've gotten to the point where I will kind of throw out interesting factoids if it, if it makes sense and if we're in that moment and if I'm excited about it, but otherwise I won't, but then people are getting more comfortable asking questions. Mm-hmm. Like one of the ladies last night after class was like, you know, when I move this way, like my, my belly button muscle cramps up, what's that about? What muscle is that? Like, all right, well, let's talk about that, but like, it doesn't, you know, there's this interesting more of like I like to walk through and talk about the structure of things and the practice of it and like maybe something comes up but for the most part it it doesn't unless I get really excited or if it's directly asked which feels really feels really nice for um for now I think it works but 
It's interesting and humbling to also have be asked a question, but like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to look at right? it. I was like, well, I know about the superficial layers of your stomach muscles, but like deeper layers, I'd have to look it up. I don't know exactly what muscle that is, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, the I don't know is so powerful. It's such a <laughs> humbling. Yeah, because I, I mean, another thing I love to say is that anyone can be a teacher. And, like, what do you have to share? What do you have to teach? Because I think there's this really sadly limiting belief that a lot of people hold is that they don't know enough to teach about something or they don't feel um, that what they know is important enough or it's valuable enough or like who's gonna actually show up and there's all these like fears that we hold around like teaching and like being in a space with others and being kind of like on the spot um and if we can kind of adopt those words of I don't know once in a while or just like being authentic again like showing up authentically it just it feels, um, it feels a lot more just, I don't know, like, that's what I want. That's what I want to have happen with myself and what I want with other people. And I, I've gotten pushed into it because I was used to be so scared and more and more people were just saying, like, just do this. Like, at least I have Cody that's just like, nope, like, you're doing this with me. Just come show up, like talk from your heart like just ramble and like I've rambled so much and you know like what I'm doing now right like in spaces where I'm just like I don't even know what I'm saying like things are I'm like this is how I'm processing I'm processing with you in person in this like really humbling way and I might like listen to it later and be like wow that's really embarrassing or like where are you coming from or what are you where are you going you know but it it's just I want to relate in that way like, teacher to student, student to teacher, like, we're all teachers, we're all students, so let's figure out a way that this environment can hold all of that, and, right. yeah. It is interesting how, like, that's, like, a culture of education that you're creating, too, and how that definitely takes time, and if you have, like, a workshop, like, a one workshop that people come to, within that workshop, maybe, like, some people will be excited about that format, but... For a fair amount of folks, especially like older folks, it takes, at least what I've noticed in Maine, it takes, like, a few times for that to feel more comfortable, to mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, it's just a different way, and, mm-hmm. like, if you just have a one-shot time, that can be where you, it feels a little more uncomfortable, and you're like, oh, maybe you want me to be able to deliver more, but that's not, mm-hmm. and again, like, that's not the way that this is happening, mm-hmm. and that would be a different kind of class, but just that is such an interesting and different way and I completely agree and that's where it's interesting and I just come back to that so much with my work with kids where I'm always like well what do you think you know like what in the same idea like what do you want to what do you want to share and it's this um empowering like you're empowering but there's some interesting back and forth with like having anything and everything come in that are thoughts and ideas and um validating them but then also kind of trying to like cipher through and figure out what can be linked to something else or you know what I mean it's almost like you have a sieve and you're like okay like cool all the things great now from here we're going to refine that a little bit maybe um and kind of connect it more and that's really hard (laughs) at the moment at least that's what I noticed with like trying to be affirming of every and any idea and then from there and like we were talking about yesterday the training I was in it's like all right you have you know like elementary age boys and you do any almost almost I mean this I don't mean this some like gender specific but like usually when you're like we're gonna do the science experiment make a prediction of what's gonna happen there's like at least one kid that says it's gonna blow up mm-hmm. it's just this whole like idea of that like Bleh! you go like all right great you know that's that that could happen you never know um things can be spontaneous spontaneous combustion is real and let's think about these you know, factors again and okay what else mm-hmm. and then have that it's just a really interesting and totally different way of teaching mm-hmm. yeah well I love that I'm really inspired by that and thinking of teaching as like an art form and as something to always develop new skills and understanding 
And, um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think everything can be art, but that's just me. Someone might look at me and be like, you're not an artist. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I have, like, such a beautiful way of wanting to, like, yeah, wanting to learn a lot about, um, what art really means and apply it to all sorts of different types of work and like walk that edge too I feel like we're similar in that way where we're not like so radical that we just like throw everything out and we don't acknowledge like there's certain systems that can work really well but we're not like only adopting one way of doing things and so there's this like really beautiful I think process that can help reach a lot more people and have it be a lot more accessible and totally it's like yeah. another middle path <laughs> yeah a good middle path because I think that's what we we need people who are fluent in that right now I feel like um if we want to see any changes in the way that we really feel called towards I think there has to be this like really gentle walk <laughs> yeah hmm yeah and I'm curious too, um, you know, I have a couple more things for you. Like, I'm curious about if there's anything more that you want to share about, like, what you're really excited about right now or what's, like, nourishing you right now in life currently. Is there anything that is coming out <laughs> in your brain right now around that? In my room, I'm just going to put Um, mm. it's funny, this was the one question that I saw that you wrote, and I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it's a great question. It's mm. just funny, because it, um, I feel like there's, in a way, a lot of things I'm excited about, but it's still that, like, um, it's just so interesting to be in a role that you don't always quite feel in alignment with, but, like, mm. you're still walking it and holding it, but you know it's not your ultimate thing you want to be doing but it's like where you're at now and it's good but it's just it's interesting mm. <laughs> um and I was pulling cards last night and I pulled um I have a plant medicine deck card um set of cards and I pulled the mugwort card which is all about integration it's like yep yeah. <laughs> bring it all together but um in my personal life I'm really excited about um I'm definitely excited about teaching this class next weekend I'm so excited about that it's going to be just a simple medicine-making class, and mm. I've just been like, ooh, like, you know, just thinking about the handouts and all the awesome people, especially the ladies in Maine that um, grow herbs and make products and be able to, you know, have a list of, you know, local people to support and whatnot and have that there. And just mm. the whole process of it. It's going to be a similar, like, different people I don't know and who are probably going to be a good bit older than me and teaching and, um that dialogue back and forth and I think that's such a beautiful thing to acknowledge whenever you're teaching like you're saying it's like I fully acknowledge that you have prior knowledge and experience that's absolutely valid and wonderful to bring forth if you feel comfortable you know and called to do so and that's always really essential because <laughs> then you're not like you're an empty bucket and I tell you dump <laughs> yeah. really all the water on you <laughs> Well, yeah, and what are you, what medicine are you making? I'm curious. Do you know yet? Do you have any? Um, that's a great question. Um, I do, so I, it's two hours, which is quite some time. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go over, I thought this was so brilliant, but it's also so simple. But it's like, I'm going to go over internal medicines and external medicines. And it's funny because I haven't thought about them like that before. Mm. I was like, that means I can share about vitamins. It's such a fun word. I don't even really know what a liniment is, but I'm going to look it up again. Like, <laughs> you know, the whole, like, salve and balm, and they're pretty much the same. The balms have more beeswax and um, whatnot. And then you think, like, well, there's other external ones. And um, so that should be just fun to clarify different types. And then also just the simplers, the folk method. Mm. Uh, props to the folk method. Um, yeah. But I did make the beautiful um, Heartberry... Uh, elixir that's still um 
do cocking right now. And then I also made an Oxmo of the same thing, just to kind of show the difference of how those will taste um, mm. to share with people. And then I've been infusing um, lavender and chamomile and calendula and some plantain in um, olive oil for a month now. And so we're going to make a salve. Mm. And I thought we had um, in Maine, there's someone who they press their own sunflower seed oil. And I've cooked with it, but I had it. It was kind of tricky because thinking about like, oh, I want to support Maine folks, but the smell is so strong that part of me was a little bit nervous about using it for an infusion. You know what I mean? So that was just interesting internal medicine making dialogue. I'm like, hmm, mm. what is that? But uh, yeah, so it should be sweet to make us sad and just talk about everything else you could possibly do. Um, and I did make a little bit of like a garlic vinegar, and I think I'll bring that, but. Yeah. yeah, it sounds lovely. I want to go because I want to just taste all of those things. I'm sad that I can't <laughs> fly over to Maine right now and just go and have your berry elixir. I'll have to make something similar so I can like feel you, your presence with me. We should send each other some. <laughs> I do that. that. Yeah. Um, and it's sweet. I'm glad because this class inspired me to make more medicine than I have been this year, which was really quite helpful. Mm -hmm. um, that. One more question to um, that I've been asking everyone is so this podcast is called Hearth Speak, and we love the word hearth because it's you know the like the the fire we gather around. It's like we gather around the hearth. We tell stories, we share experiences, but it's also it includes all the beautiful words of like heart and earth and art and here and oh. I mean there's probably more. But those are those are my favorites. And I'm curious about how, you know, you tend to your heart. Like, how do you tend to your heart? How do you tend to the earth? You know, anything in that realm of, like, maybe a practice that you do or something that it can be, again, super simple or it can be more complex than that. But I want to hear about that. Totally. Um, that's a beautiful question. And I love that you... I'll use that word, and you're the only folks I know who, you know what I mean? We use like, it for a lot of things, so it's kind of, a lot of things beautiful, yeah. and I, I didn't think about the art in earth and heart and heart, um, mm. so that's really, really cool, and, and more, I'll like, use that book. Um, mm -hmm. How do I tend to my heart? Um, so, I know I've mentioned this to you before, Megan, and Bill in our conversations, but, um, out in the beautiful state of Minnesota, there's this lovely woman named Cindy Dale, um, and she's out of Minneapolis, and she's an energy healer, intuitive lady that is awesome, lots of books, lots of information. I feel like it reminds me a lot of my mentor, Astrid, in terms mm -hmm. of the clarity and, like, the, the joy and the fun piece with, like, purpose, which is really cool. Um, and she has a practice that I've learned that I've adopted, which has been really sweet, um, and uh, it's called Spirit to Spirit, and I'm going to do my best to articulate it, but it would be good if folks were interested to just either find her books or find her website. Um, but it's essentially, it's really simple. It's um, three steps or more, but usually about three. And the first starts with, um, I affirm my spirit. So you're just affirming your spirit. Which, like, oh, my God, when do we do that? <laughs> like, I affirm my heart. I, like, just, like, affirming yourself, your being, like, in that whole, like, like wanting to be seen and that, like, I see me. Mm. It's totally a different way to flip that, mm. um, which is incredibly powerful. So, like, I affirm my spirit. Um, a second piece could either be, like, I affirm this other person's spirit that I'm trying to, like, connect with or um, what I've more been doing is, like, I affirm the helping spirits, like, whoever, you know, other spirits are, the guides, and, you know, totems, like, however you want to articulate that, um, and then, um, which is also, like, I affirm my support system, essentially the way seen and unseen, um, so, like, there's more than me, and then, um, lastly, it's I affirm the greater spirit, or I affirm, you know, the guide, I affirm God, like, whatever word, universe, you want to throw in there so it's that layer of like self others connection community support and like the greater all mm. um and i've been like 
waking up and doing that and like different points of the day if I have to drive somewhere doing it or just it's just been interesting to practice and bring it through at different points and just amazing how um, powerful it is just to affirm yourself Mm, I love that. Yeah, it sounds like something I could really use as we're speaking of, like, yeah, I really want to see myself deeper and see <laughs> affirmations for self is a great place to start, to be able to go outward and to be able to see your totally. space in the greater... And it's very different than the, like, I, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, the I am affirmations, you know, because that's different than, like, there's a, a, a difference there. Like, I am healthy, I am radiant, I am love, versus, like, I am mm. There's not, like, I am any quality. It's just, I am. Right. Like, mm. um, yeah, and I definitely would encourage you and other folks to look into her work and her things, too. Um, but, yeah, that's been really, really powerful. Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for talking with me today. This was so awesome. I'm so glad we got to. It's been such an honor. And I know, I think the, um, the elixir is almost done. Mm, <laughs> yes. Using the last of it out. Absolutely. So. It's good well, Yeah, I appreciate it so much. And yeah, yeah thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time on Hearth Speak Podcast. Until then, be well.